0: Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10:30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. Bible says it's the hardworking laborer who gets to taste of the fruit first. And uh, just in them prophesying, um, it's fruit for us. We're getting to taste of the fruit that we have sown into people's lives. And um, but I really believe that God's got a great, great word for you this morning. And um, it's come out numerous times in the worship. I mean, there was times I just couldn't contain myself. I thought, should I just get up and start preaching now? You know, and uh, I thought, no, I better let them get on with all that they got. There might be some more things, but things I want to really focus on this morning is favor and grace. I believe that this morning God wants to release favor upon us and because he's got great things for us. And it's favor that makes a transition. We were speaking with leaders just a, um, two weeks ago um, at our home. And we were talking about um, areas that we need to give attention to um, in, that will enable us to transition. Because God wants to move us on. And, and I, I just sense... This morning, as we come, let me just get another... I put it at the back because I thought, I wonder whether I'll use it, but um, I may. And um, But the thing is that God wants to move us forward. Now, you do not realize yet how far he wants to move you forward. But I have seen something this week in the Scriptures... As I've just been preparing for this time, and it has literally reorganized my whole view of transition and what we can accomplish. The things that we do now, we do not realize the implications of those in 10, 20, 100, 1,000 years, a millennium, we do not realize the impact that they have, but I'm going to show you today how that your place of transition affects the nations and affects years and centuries in the future. Who wants to move things today? Yeah. Listen, this is I, I hope you haven't come to church this morning to sit and just relax. And where is um, Alex? Stand up here with me, Alex. <laughs> now you haven't got to see, here he is. Look what he's got on his shirt. I looked at him, and I had a chuckle to myself. I might look like I'm listening to you, but in my head, I'm playing drums.) <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want... Okay, I think that's a great T-shirt you got, okay? You can sit down. And, uh, but I want you... If you're playing drums in your head this morning, I only want it to be the rhythm of heaven. And, uh, and let me tell you, the rhythm of heaven is going to come through the words that I speak. So that means you're going to be listening to me, okay? So put all the other things out of your head. And uh, listen to what God's got to say this morning. And uh, I believe that you're going to be ones that can shift things and move things and step into things and release away that others are going to come into. All that you step into. And the thing is, as we were talking in Leaders, there was two things that we were talking about. I'm not going to talk about the first thing, which is identity. Some of the other leaders may speak about that. And, um, but it, we talked about identity and we talked about a new mantle of favor. And that's why I said to you, I want you to declare it over people. Favor is the thing that is going to cause us to change things and to move into things like we have never known before. And and I want to show you some things this morning. If you just give me some time to open some truths up, it's a blessing to see you come this morning. They come all the way from Stratford just to get to church. Isn't that good? Come on, let's bless them. Our friends from, our family from the Ukraine just coming all the way here. It doesn't matter if you're late, you're just at the right time. Because of all that God wants to pour into you this morning. And so we were talking about favor, and it's just something I haven't been able to get away from for the last two weeks. And so I want to focus you this morning on the first person. Wow! The first person in Scripture who received the favor of God. Oh! And... Uh, and something that he did, because he received the favor of God, release something. We've been talking this morning about taking spears into the cities, or taking spears and releasing God's. And I, I want you to make sure that the tip of your spear is full of favor. Wow. If it hasn't got favor on it, then what I want you to do is break it up. Because it isn't the sword, the spear that God wants to give you. But if you put favor on it, David knew what it was to have the favor and the grace and the mercy of God on the tip of his spear. That when he had opportunity to slay his enemy, David said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed." And that became known, he became known as a man after God's own heart. Having the power to do it and yet withholding. See, God is withholding judgment in these days. And he's releasing favor. And everyone who hears favor will receive the salvation that God has for them. But there is coming a day. There is coming a time. Let me tell you, make no mo Make no bones about it. There is coming a day when favor will stop and the judgment of God will come. So let's not be playing church today. It isn't that everybody gets saved. Let me tell you that. Everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what my Bible says. Now does that mean we're going to speak out about this person, that person? No, because that's where Favour comes in. That's where we put favour on the tip of our spear. But there is coming a day when those who have not received the favour and the grace of God by grace through a saved. So if you don't receive the grace of God, let me tell you, there will be a time when time will finish and you will not come into all that God had prepared for you to come into come on, we need to be serious about these things as well as rejoicing. As we come into this place, let me tell you, it isn't that love wins everyone. God wills that everyone would be saved. And that they all come to repentance. But it's only the if so ever who responds to the gospel. Let me tell you that. It is only those who respond to the gospel that will be saved. Hallelujah. God didn't. God didn't send Jesus just so anybody could just stroll up and say, okay, let me in. God released Jesus so that anyone who would come through him would enter in to the blessing, would enter into the abundant life that God has for them, Would enter in where they are saved from all judgments, where they're saved from all condemnation, where they're saved from all shame. Let me tell you, you step into Christ Jesus and you do not know the fullness of what He's got for you. It is an abundant life. So if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews chapter 11. And then we're going to flip over to Genesis chapter 6. And in Genesis chapter 6 is where we're going to see the first person who ever received the favor of God. Here it is. And in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. By faith. Oh, oh, oh. By faith, not works, by faith. Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, in awe of God, he built an ark to save his family. And by faith, he condemned the world and became the righteousness that comes by faith. Noah. That's what I want to tell you about this morning. Now turn to chapter 6 of Genesis. And while you're turning there, listen to what the Apostle Paul says. As he speaks about this grace. And he says, when he talked about, I am the chief of sinners. And then he says, but by the grace, the favor of God. I am what I am. You are what you are because of the grace of God. You are what you are, not because you've done this, not because of this or that or the other. You are what you are because of the grace of God. And he says, and his grace to me was not in vain. That is, it was not empty. It was not without purpose. It was not ineffective. On the contrary, I worked harder, turned upon somebody and said, "I'm about to start working." Ha oh, I worked harder than any of them, though not I but the grace of God that is in me. Now, just hold on a moment. You just said to me, Trevor, that it is not by works, but it is by grace that we're saved. Now, he says, but here grace is now causing me to work harder than anybody because it is grace that is now in me. You see, grace is not to the point where we just sit back and let everything happen. You see, faith working by grace. And so here there is a sense this morning, I believe if we're going to cause transition to take place, if we're going to see God do something in our day that causes people to come to know salvation, Let me tell you, it is going to be through grace workers. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me this morning? Because there's great grace here. And and if we can get hold of this this morning, I just feel that we're going to move into some things. James says that faith without works is dead. You see here, faith caused him to do something it says here by faith when he saw or when he heard god speak to him it says he saw that that was yet unseen and then grace started to working in him see where does it say that now turn to genesis chapter 6 Listen to what it says here in Genesis 6 in verse 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Wow! Get hold of that. Noah found favor. Let me tell you, it was like God had placed it there and somehow or other Noah was looking for something. And as he was looking for, he found this incredible place where God says, I am going to put favor on this man. As Bill Johnson said, God doesn't hide things to keep them from us. He hides things that we might seek him. See, I believe there is a seeking that God is wanting to release this morning. And as you allow him to release that ability to seek his presence, favor will come upon you. Noah found favor. Now listen, you have to realize what was going on before. It wasn't a pretty picture. That was chaotic. You know, it was a world of chaos. They had started to have interrelationships with the angels. They were doing stuff that the likes of it we haven't seen, but we're seeing it at the moment. They were turning everything round. And God says he repented that he had actually created us. You know, there are some things that God dislikes. But there's also things that he loves to put favor on. I hope you're one of those this morning. And if you're not, there will be an opportunity for you to come under his favor. Come under his grace. Where you pass from life, where you pass from death to life. Yeah. Where you go from judgment to acceptance. Hallelujah. Yeah. Where you go from shame to coming in to a place where he delights in you. See, that's what I want to get over to you this morning. And so we were talking as leaders and just speaking about God is going to release a new favor upon us. And, uh, you know, it says here that the Lord saw how great the wickedness of men were. And every inclination of their thoughts, of their hearts, was only evil at that time. It is a picture of today. There is stuff going on today that we need to begin to ask God, God, release something that causes people to have an opportunity. But God says... Trevor, if I want to release an opportunity for people, there is something that people need to do so that people can come into the security of what it is to be in the ark of my presence. You see, it isn't. Let me tell you, God is a very relational God. And we live in a world today where people have more relationships with the silly things that they hold in their hands. Called iPhones, iPads, you name it. But they have more relationship with them. You can be sat at a table. And people will pick out their iPhones. And they will press it because they want a quick fix as to who's calling them. And yet you're there right with them. Families sit around. And there they are in their families, relationship, they could have relationship, but they would rather have the relationship with this thing that they keep in their pocket. Let me tell you, people are having relationships with a giant that they have created called the internet. We need to get really straight with God on some things. Let me tell you, if you're going out for a meal, if you're having a meal with a family, you need to stick that phone where it should be, out of sight. Why? So you can listen to one another. And people want more relationship with a little gadget in their hand than they do with people. See, God is a relational God. Noah and all his household. But listen, if he could have put all the animals that he had in that ark... God would have caused him to make something so big that every person could have escaped the judgment that was coming. Couldn't he? And yet only eight people were saved. You see, God is relational. And here this morning, I want you to get hold of God's favor for your life. Being warned by God concerning events yet unseen see there are events there are events that are not yet seen that could break in a moment of time let me tell you I was talking to Sharon this week there is somebody that has created such a giant that it only needs one little press of his finger and he could end the whole of civilization that is the place that we're at. But you know what? We're lulled into a sense of false security. It will all work out okay. I tell you what, when I was a little boy of the age of nine in junior school and they said that there was this Cuban a crisis, let me tell you, everybody, everybody started doing something. We were told how to, how to, What to do in the case of a nuclear weapon being um, fired. We were told all these things and yet here we are, we're playing like they did on the um, Titanic. We're playing music while we sit and the ship is sinking. We have to realize that there are things taking place yet unseen. And we need to get hold of. I'm not here to make you fearful. I'm here to get you into a place of awe and wonder of what God can do. And how we can turn everything back around. And how we can cause Jesus Christ to be the ark that everybody comes into. And knows the mercy and the grace and the favor of God. Are you with me this morning? And yet here grace was at work in me. I work harder than anyone. I'm not telling you to work for your salvation, but having been saved, I'm telling you to get hold of grace. Because I do believe that there is sloppy grace, and it's not sloppy grace to sin. I believe it's sloppy grace that we don't need to do anything. We'll just leave it to the few leaders, or worship band, the pastor, the leaders. And so we sit down, and we're in our seats, and as all we do, we just become the pew fodder, as it used to be called. You're not there for my benefit. Hallelujah. I'm quite happy speaking to five people as I am to 500 as I am to times 40,000 people. Makes no difference to me. I am not mesmerized by how many people are listening. Let me tell you, God wants you to allow his grace to so work in you. And the thing is this, it's not me telling you, it's what is God asking you to do. Paul said, I was the chief of sinners. So listen, you may be here and you may think, Trevor, you don't know what I have come out of. No, and I'm glad I don't. But I know this, God does. And you're going to hear something this morning that is going to cause you to feel so Grateful and thankful to God. It will cause praise to rise in you like you have never released praise before in your life. It will cause everything that pulled you down for you to begin to realize how God lifted you up. Hallelujah. And so here, this is what Paul said, and his grace to me was not in vain. Empty. Without purpose. Didn't harm ineffectiveness attached to it. God wants you to be effective. Hallelujah. And he said, his grace in me worked. I worked harder than anyone, though not I. It isn't about us rolling up our sleeves, rolling up our trouser legs and saying, come on, let's go for it. It's about his grace working in us grace will get you there it will grace will get you to the place that God wants you to be and so by faith, do you know what Noah means rest huh rest you say Trevor he was one who had the biggest construction program going in the whole of the Old Testament And yet his name means rest. He was the biggest boat builder, single-handed boat builder, though he did have a little bit of help from a few of his sons, probably from his wife as well, making the tea. (laughs) Or if they were in the black country here, they would be the ones making the nails. See, everybody's got a part. And here they were. Why? Because God is relational. There wasn't time to look at the devices. There wasn't time to go with what the world was going for. There wasn't time to get all caught up and having interactions with the, the sons of God, took the daughters of men, and they created giants. Let me tell you, there are people in this world today that's created giants. And the giants have caused us to have illicit relationships with our devices. We get more stimulation at times from our devices than from anywhere else. Men, are you listening to me? There can be more stimulation coming down and listen, it's not just men, women too. You need to listen to this this morning because God's grace wants to work in you. He wants you to become one that grace is so at work in you that instead of forming all the destructive things which displeases God, you're going to be in a place where you begin to create and you begin to fashion those things that God is pleased with, those things that can lift people up when everyone is sinking, those things that can bring you light when everything is dying, those things that can cause you to float above the storms. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what grace does. So that we do become. We do become those people as I think it Sakharin said the happiest people on earth. And we do become those that know what it is to have abundant life. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Because God wants to release grace to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so here, as we come to this passage, and it says, and Noah found favor. In the old in the New Testament, the, the word is called charis, grace. And grace is a, a word that is interact. there's a interchangeable. Do you remember it says in Luke 2, 52? It talks there. Well, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you, which will make it easier for you. But you have to listen to me. And uh, But there it says, and Jesus grew in grace. Or Jesus grew in favor with God and with man. See, there is a growth that God is wanting to bring into your life and my life. Through favor. And there is, and it talks in the New Testament, it talks about grace working through love. By faith, we are saved through grace. Can you see how all this begins to be this never-ending circle? And so God wants you to come into His grace. How do you get there? By faith. By faith, Noah saw things that were yet unseen and built an ark. I don't know what he saw. We could say, well, what he saw was an ark. Could he see what was coming? Could he see? Did God give him a glimpse of what was coming? And he said, okay, where are the plans? I will build the biggest boat that's ever been produced and he didn't have he didn't have you know much competition because you know there probably wasn't any big boats that were built but I do believe you know some people say you know that it was the first boat I do believe that people had begin had begun to build boats there were rivers And just the ability of man to be creative, he would have found some way in order to be on the river and float. And so he would would have known some of those things, but he was picking up something far greater. You couldn't put the ark on a river. And so what he was doing was really disproportionate to what was there. And so what are you building? I'm building a boat. A boat? Well, that's not going to float down. This river, it's not going to flow down the Tigris. It's not going to flow down the Euphrates. It's not going to flow down the four rivers that come. It's too big. Yeah, but I've got big purposes inside of me. Do you have big purposes inside of you? See, is grace working in you. Is grace giving you favor. You see, favor is always relational. There's a theologian called Robertson, and he talks about... The, the peculiarity of grace. And that's what Noah represents. See, the King James Version, it has this wonderful word. And uh, let me just give you the verses. I was just jotting them down in these verses here. Where it talks about a peculiar treasure. Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. But you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar treasure. That's what the A.V., King James Version says. We have it here, but you are a chosen people, a holy nation. You are a people who belong to God. That word belong is also you are a peculiar people. And so there is something special. See, there's something special about being peculiar. And and it's your peculiarity. You see, God was peculiar. Noah was peculiar. And in that word peculiar, let me tell you what it actually represents. It means that being a peculiar people, you have been seen. Noah found favor i want you to find god's favor for your life because if you find this favor your life is going to be filled with purpose it means this word peculiar it means that you are distinguishable not extinguishable you are distinguishable that God knows who you are, just like he knew Noah. You are chosen. You see, in all that was going on, God was, just, God was just looking for someone. That's all. And I don't know whether Noah was any better than anyone else. But when God connected with his life, he received God's favor. And he became chosen. He became distinguishable from everyone else. Also, he became effective. His life changed at that point. And so here, what was the change that took place? Let me tell you, up to this point, as Robertson was saying, up to this point, we lived in an age of conscience. We have long passed that. Did you know that? People do not know the difference with right and wrong in these days. I think one of the saddest things that you hear about one of the people that was on death row, um, and that is he just went up to a person and shot him in the head just to see how he would die. That is evil, isn't it? See, that. Is what comes into the heart. And listen, those aren't those aren't extreme stories. That's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. What was the figures for Dudley last month? Um, I think it was around about two violent and Two thousand violent and sexual assaults in Dudley. Mm-hmm. Don't think we are this. Little town that's separate from everything—it's staggering, isn't it? Staggering. Two thousand—the highest, the highest crime. Don't you think God wants to build an ark that the whosoever could find a place, huh? Step in and find grace that is able to. But you see, we've lost our conscience. We don't know the difference. Kids today don't know the difference with good, right and wrong. Why? Because they're not told, they're not taught, so that anything goes. They can go onto their internet, they can list watch everything that's out there. And they don't know the difference. Conscience is gone. Their conscience has become seared. You know, it used to be at the age of 20, 30, people's conscience has become seared. I believe it's now taking place at the age of sixes and sevens. Now listen, we have a truth. We have something that can make change in people's lives. It is the grace of God. Noah found favour. And when he found favor, things took place. He transitioned. And what I want you to know this morning, he didn't transition into human government. He didn't transition into the Mosaic Covenant. He didn't transition into kingdom understanding. He transitioned right the way through to the age of grace. He skipped all that out. He saw what was yet unseen. What was yet unseen? That God himself would provide an ark in the Lord Jesus Christ. And people who stepped into Christ Jesus would be saved from every storm. Can you see? That's that's the transition. He saw things, as Hebrews said, from afar. He saw down through 2,000 years. Plus, to that he looked down and he saw the day of grace. And because he saw it, he said, I'm gonna build something that causes humanity to come into a place where they experience all that. And do you know what happened? God began something all over again. He gave us a new creation, there was resurrection power. Because of the ark. Because he'd experienced grace. You see, grace, you can't earn it. Grace is given to us. God wants to put grace and favor on every single one of us. Why? Because he didn't say you're a peculiar person. He says you're a peculiar people. You're God's treasured possession. See, everyone. See, God doesn't work just individually. He works relationally. He wants all to be saved. And we have to break out of individualism we have to move into more of community we're doing that here i believe that we're going to see that taking place more and more and more there are people here who have giftings of how we can be community i believe that tony and melanie there is an anointing upon you to actually help us build community that god is going to put that stand up can you because i i want one i want people to see you but also there's a favor coming upon you this morning A real favor coming upon you. Lift your hands towards them. Father, we just recognize the favor on this couple that can build community. But it isn't community for the sake of just coming together. It's to help us build a community where the favor of God touches the untouchable so that they become your treasured possession. Father, release that over them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Give the Lord praise this morning. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so here, favor is that we begin to see what God is showing. And here, where he talks to Noah, and it says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Do you know there are some people in the Old Testament? Enoch was one of them. Listen to this, Ryan. Enoch walked with God and God took him because he was not. I believe he got so close to the presence of God that he became ruined. For on your life is a hinge that's going to open up and you're going to step into 2,000 years in your future thousand years or thereabouts and he's going to step into his future are you ready to cause something to happen that you transition and then people through time go back to that i'm talking about it this morning four thousand years later because he transitioned into grace he didn't go through all the Mosaic economy of how you come into God's presence, the sacrifice, the offerings. He didn't go through all the Leviticus order. He didn't go through all the truths of the kingdom. He tra- it was like God says, Noah, I'll give you a view of grace. And when I give you that view of grace, you don't need to know all of those things because you will come into what I have in my heart to give you. And I'll give it to everyone. That's what we have. That's the ability that we have. Grace worked in me. But not I. But it was his grace in me that caused me to work harder than anyone. Because I'm putting those planks together, I'm hitting those nails in, I couldn't care less the criticism I'm getting, I couldn't care less what people are saying, I don't mind them shouting and cursing me, I am building something and in that building it, it's going to cause something to take place where communities could be saved and listen, even though in his day only eight people were saved, let me tell you, he would look down from the parapets of heaven today and look down and say do you know heavenly father i did a good job didn't i when he looks into this place i did a good job didn't i i gave them an expression of what your grace is listen that could be said of you me are you at one that's going to be one that turns history We don't know what Noah was like in terms of a person. We don't know how many titles he had. He was just righteous and blameless. He was just trying to do the right things. And let me tell you this, before you get all caught up with trying to do acts of righteousness, listen, even after this, Noah got it wrong big time. He he had all of this in his favor and he still went and got drunk. And not only that, do you know what happened? He started a family war that goes on till today. He started a family war with the way he dealt with the situation. And it still is operating today with his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Still operating. So listen, it's not just the positives, there's also negatives. But God, favor was on him. Listen, favor doesn't make you perfect, it just makes you useful. Are you with me this morning? And some of us need to get out of the place where we think we have to be perfect. And God says, I will use you if you will allow my favor to come upon you. So it's not about your works, but it's about my favor and my grace working in you. Let me tell you, when that happens, you can get as many spears as you like. And you can start throwing those spears because they will have favor on them. And they would touch people's hearts. You see? And so here, as we, as we try and transition into new things, and let me tell you, we are in this place of transition. Let me tell you, Ryan and stand up. You know, let's just applaud the Lord for this couple, can we? You see, you, see, you, you don't know... All of the story. But let me tell you, there is a fresh anointing coming upon you. Ryan, what's coming upon you is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. I know that you spoke that over me today, but God says it is on you. There is a spirit of wisdom, the ability to see, the ability to discern. It's the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon knew what it was to caused disputes to be broken up caused disputes to be ended because he said bring the child to me and he took a sword to chop the child in two and the woman whose child it was says no no don't do that and he says okay now i know whose child she is so give that's wisdom but there's understanding too coming upon you hallelujah wisdom and understanding. Anna, there is counsel and might. God is giving you a great ability to have strategies that release the fifteen people in our close community of relationships. That are now being employed to release the favor of God into people's lives. That's a strategy that He gave to you. You see, God's given you counsel and might. That is the things He's going to reveal to you. You're going to have the power and the provision of God in order to bring those things about. And so there is an anointing upon you. Let me, okay, you can sit down. But let me tell you today, when they were leading the The first time this morning, did you know a first took place here this morning? A first where I wasn't welcoming people in. Well, I was in my heart, but Ryan and Anna were welcoming the people in. Let me tell you this, it brought no sense of, oh, that's the place they've taken from me. I did not feel anything. The thing that I felt when they were doing was these children of mine, spiritual as well as physical with Anna, it brings me no greater joy, as John said, than to see my children walking in faith. Amen. See, that to me, that to me is what it's about. And so I'm sat here and I'm not in any sense thinking, well, that it's been taken from me. I'm thinking, God, I now have more than I could ever have hoped for. In fact, I, I've got more than I ever deserved. Do you understand? And, and so see that's what that's what grace will do because grace causes things when they're sinking to rise see when you're outside of grace you sink anybody sinking this morning we can be believers and we can still be sinking because we're not living in grace you see when the floods came when the water came the first drop of water came Well, what's that I believe they started knocking on the door. And it wasn't Noah who kept them out because it was God who shut them in. See, there comes a point. See, there is a point when Jesus is going to come again. But until that point, let grace work in us. Let us work harder than anyone. Yet not us, but the grace of God working in us. Why? Because we want to grow in favor. See, you you allow that seed of favor to grow in you. And, and you would do incredible things. You will do incredible works of grace. Not for your salvation, but for the benefit of others. See, that's what God wants. And so here there is a favor coming upon us. Just looking at the time. Because I, I can carry this on in other times. See, but we're a treasured community. It says the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his peculiar people. Psalm 135 verse 4. And so we're transitioning. We're transitioning. I believe God wants us to transition from the age of conscience which most people have seen. He wants us to transition from human government. He wants us to. And those two things is the one. Conscience is the inner light. Let me tell you. In the world that we live in today, the inner light has gone out in many people. See, and also I believe the light has gone out also in the outer, the human governments, because nobody trusts them anymore. See, it's gone. And so Jesus has to come as the light of the world, doesn't he? See, that's the thing. See, we can't trust in all these things. And that's what happened to Noah. He found a trust. And when God said to him, Noah, I see something in you. And it says of Noah, let me read it to you again. By faith, Noah, being warned by God. Didn't say how he was warned. Concerning events yet unseen. See, He was being warned of events. But he received a plan in order to prevent what God was releasing to touch people's lives. So God could begin something again. And so there is this sense of... This peculiarity. See, God is looking here this morning and he sees you. He sees you. Have I not chosen Jacob? I'm so pleased he uses the word Jacob there because Jacob was the usurper, Jacob was the swindler, Jacob was all the things that we wouldn't want to be, and yet sometimes we are. See, that's what God God chose Jacob to be what? His treasured possession. See. You think you have to be something and be somebody and then God will use you. No, you just have to respond when God puts his favor on you. Say, God, show me things about my life that you're wanting to accomplish through it. Let me be the hinge that opens doors so that through the annuals of time others may find a way forward into your grace that I have seen. Or don't we live like that? See, most of us, we live like vegetable gardeners. You plant a seed and you look for it in a few months' time. But you know, there are some people that are foresters. I would rather be a forester whereby I don't see the fullness of what it is that I'm planting, just like you plant an oak tree. and It might be 300 years later when somebody would chop down that yeah. oak and make it into a throne fit for a king to sit on. Well, Let me tell you, that is what we need. And we need to stop being the vegetable gardeners looking for quick responses, quick returns for what we do. We need to stop. See, Noah gives us a view of what people can do that reaches into the future. See, that's what God wants for you. And listen, it starts with just putting one plank together to another plank. It makes no sense. No sense at all. And yet, as you keep doing it, you put another plank there, put something else there. Somebody passes you another plank and you put another plank there. And as he releases another one, you put another plank there and suddenly something begins to form. I believe that God is beginning to cause something to form. He's been doing it for the last 21 years. So if you're here, you were here at the beginning. I'm looking at um, people near to the back, people like Maureen. Maureen was here right at the very beginning. There's, there's others. And, and so you, you, you're part of what God was doing. You're the plank that has stayed in place. Can you see, Jackie is there too. And there's others. And then there's people who join this morning. That's just God putting a few more planks into place so that we might receive his favor. That we might become full of the favor of the Lord. So that when anyone comes in, all that they meet is the favor of God. Not judgment Though let me tell you, we know there's something up ahead. We don't know how it's going to come about. We don't know what it is that's going to be the full impact of all of that. But we do know there will come an end to the end of days. Or there will be an end to days. And then we'll go into eternity. We know that. But we're here in order to help people transition into grace like we have. And if you're here this morning and you haven't received that grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, let me tell you, there is no better time. It says Noah found favor. He found the grace of God. I want you to find the grace of God today that will cause you to be part of what God is doing. That your life will count for something. That as you just release your life back to the Lord, even today and us as part of the church we release others we say god fit us together put us together like the planks of that ship you know cause us to be something that is a safe haven for people who are looking to escape from the things that trouble them in life let this be a place and so here one others are going down Let me tell you, Noah was going up. When other things were sinking, he was floating. When others had fear, he had faith. What are you this morning? Understand? See the difference? Same situation, same conditions. But one was different because he'd found favor. And in that favor, he got hold of faith. And when he got hold of faith, he did something. He didn't say to God, God this is a big plan you've given me. I don't know whether I've got I don't know whether I've got the strength to do all this. He didn't say to God, God I don't know whether I could pull this off. God, I've never seen a boat this big. And I don't know about you, but it must have been intimidating at times looking at looking at what God had given him to do and and just seeing the size of it and thinking God what on earth am I doing? Will this thing ever float? Will it ever, will it ever say, I only need a little boat? And you you want me to build this? There's only eight, there's only eight of us, but God made provision. Do you understand? See, God wants us to make provision. And so for us. Not just for here, wherever God sends us. Like, yes, we're going to, we're going to Spain now, but we're going to Ukraine in a few weeks' time, and then looking at going to uh, Ryan, reaching down into Zimbabwe, you know, and who knows? Then looking at India. Listen, we have we have a message, and we're going to work harder. But not us, but the grace of God in us. But also, there is Dudley. And with that, we're wanting to see deadly, We're wanting to see those figures coming down. Wouldn't it be greater if we had zero, zero crimes of violence and abuse? Wouldn't it be greater if we had zero of burglaries? That is people breaking into people's homes when they're home. That is a frightening experience. And so, for us. You see, here, I believe that through all the events that are happening to us, there is, mark this word down, disruption. Do you feel disruption? That is so that God can do something. In the disruption, God wants us to prepare. Disruption always creates preparation. You see, faith, or should I say grace, enables us to prepare for the future. That's what grace did. It prepared for the future. See, he was building something there, but it didn't have any sense until the rain started falling here. See, up until that point, it had no sense of what he was doing. See, grace prepares us beforehand for future. See, I want God to so release his grace on us this morning that prepares us for our future amen so that grace comes into every situation stand up a moment um tracy Just stand up reach your hand out to tracy because we need grace to reach this family i've been talking all morning about grace be god being a, a a family a relation a familiar god and so her mom had a stroke do you know what she did She took the same things that Sharon started speaking over my life. She just was in the um, hospital, and she said, if Sharon can do it, I can do it. That's example. Can you see? But that also takes faith in not being concerned, overcoming your fears. And so, Father, we just reach out as we lay hands on Barbara this morning. It is for her mom. We thank you, Lord, that grace touches her. We thank you, Father, that she's going to grow in grace today. We thank you, Lord, that the grace of the Lord Jesus is rich. It has no sorrow attached to it. And so, Father, we just break off all effects of this stroke in the name of Jesus. We say fullness of life. We say abundant life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come to you right now and we ask that you put grace on Barbara right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. That's what grace does. And I believe more and more we're going to come into a place where we're far more family than we've ever realized. You know, you touch one of us and everybody starts squealing. You make one person rejoice and everybody starts rejoicing. It doesn't happen yet, but it's coming because I've seen it. It's all we need to do is to create the ark where that happens. And so for us, God will disrupt things. In order for us to prepare for something. And so with, for you this morning, I just want to release grace over you. Great grace. It says great grace was upon them. Turn to the person next to you and say no. Great grace. great grace. See, there's a lot more attitude now. And turn to the next person. Great grace. Okay, now let's all stand. I want to release grace this morning. It says that God. Here it is. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Do you know what when he did? He became a peculiar person. He became a person that was distinguishable, exceptional. He became a person of faith, because you read, you read that in Hebrews. Noah by faith, being warned of God, of events yet unseen, constructed an ark. And by it, eight people were saved. See, it's not the, it's not the amount. That was in his day. Look today what grace has done. It opened up. It opened up the way for Jesus to come so everything would be based on grace. Father, I pray this morning for the ecclesia here in Revival Fires, the community of God, the peculiar people that are here this morning. Father, my prayer is that they today would find favor in your eyes. Lord, that you would so load this people with grace, being full of grace, that there would be far more for them to release to others than they could ever contain for themselves. That, Father, I ask that there would be, in the midst of all the disruption that is going on, that there would be a people that you find who are prepared To make some preparations so that you can flood in with your favour and grace into this community. And then from this community as we go to the nations. And so Father, release your favour upon the church here at Revival Fire. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.